Welcome to the Marketing and Other Markets podcast with me, Matt Moscato. This is a podcast for real estate industry professionals who are doers. Each episode will feature an interview with a top producer or someone who's doing things differently in an exciting way. For those who already know me or have read my books and blogs, my brand of marketing is tangible and repeatable because we don't all need to reinvent the wheel. Every episode, my promise to you is that you will leave with at least one tangible idea that you can execute on today. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the newest episode of our podcast. I am super excited for our guest today. So we've had a lot of real estate agents on recently, and we've had some great lenders on in the past. And so often, I think that the advice that a lender gives comes from a different perspective because they work with many real estate agents. And a lot of times they work with the same types of clients. So the perspective is shared. So today I'm very excited to have Erin Bradley. She is a rock star. She's the host of the Pursuing Freedom podcast. She's a coach. She's a lender. She's a branch manager. She has a ton of experience. And she's from Colorado, where it's a beautiful place to be right now. So Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. I I love what you're doing. And it's always fun to meet a brother from another mother doing similar things in the industry. I love, I love hearing that. And so just to get us started and to give, I always like to have all of our guests give them, give themselves, give like some credibility out. So walk us through how long you've been in the industry, the size of your, the size of your team that you manage, and then your production in 2021. Sure. So I fell into the mortgage business as many people do back in 06. And then in 07, I decided to go 100% commission as an LO. And within a year, I had promptly fallen flat on my face. And if anyone's ever heard my story, they know the hilarity of it. It was not pretty. I was a hot mess express. I did not like traditional sales strategies. I was struggling And by a year into it, I was about $35,000 in credit card debt, maxed on all my credit cards. I got a referral for a client. Being a lender, by the way, like being a lender that has bad finances is like a special breed of hell. So I feel you more than like more than most out there. Totally. I was, I mean, I was clueless. And I remember I got a lead for a new client and I, I didn't have enough money for gas. So I actually rode my bike across five miles across town in Denver in the heat of July and tried to figure out what I could wear that could look professional and be capable of riding a bike. And I got to the coffee shop and ordered myself a coffee and my credit card was declined for a $2 cup of coffee right as the client was introducing himself to me. And I thought to myself, I was pretty sure that was the one that had the $2 on it. So I just, I didn't know what to do. I was at rock bottom and I remember calling my dad for advice and saying like, how did you go hundred percent commission? And he told me that it's really hard and you just do whatever it takes. And so I did whatever it takes for a couple of years and really just kind of muscled through. I, I hired coaches, opened more credit cards, bought internet leads, whatever that means in 2008 and attended seminars, read books, and ultimately just started to kind of get by, but it wasn't fun. And it didn't feel like I was in control by any means. And then it wasn't until 2011, mind you, four years later, that somebody gave me the book, The Go-Giver. And if you haven't read it, you need to read it. It was a complete paradigm shift for me because I had spent four years listening to the advice of people telling me what to do in order to get leads, get business, get referrals. It was all focused on getting. And the go it's all focused on you. Like it's all focused yes. on you. There's something missing there, right? Yes. And the problem was that even with the coaching I had, there was always this, there was always this feeling of having an agenda behind the phone call. So I could call you, Matt, because I think you're cool. 
and we catch up and we shoot the breeze and we have this awesome conversation. And at the end, I'm supposed to ask you if you know anybody who needs a mortgage. And because of that, it's like all the authenticity of the connection just went out the window for me. And now there's an agenda behind it. And so reading that book, I ended up developing a strategy that helped me to be myself, be authentic, and more than double my business consistently over time without feeling salesy. And I had so much fun doing it that I started teaching it to real estate agents. And I discovered that I wasn't alone. And it was a real, it was a really interesting time because up until this point, when I started having real human conversations with real estate agents as a mortgage lender, instead of this dynamic of realtor on the pedestal and the lender chasing you for a cup of coffee and convincing you to send us your deals, there was this disconnect, right? But when I started having this human conversation about how it is difficult to create consistency in our activity, it's difficult to push through the comfort zone. It's not always comfortable making calls that feel salesy and feeling like we're bothering our friends and family. And so I started to realize that we're not alone in this. We're all in this together with our limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and our self-doubt and everything else. And so that strategy started working for others. Then it turned into a workshop. I started teaching pretty regularly in real estate offices and title companies. And then about five years later, it became the content of the book, Pursuing Freedom. So I always joke that the book is really more like a pamphlet. It's just the strategy with the scripts and the play-by-play of how to make this work for you. And it's pursuing freedom, be yourself, increase your referrals and have more fun growing your business. And so that kind of evolved eventually into um, the podcast and the coaching business. But in the meantime, what's interesting is that the business, as I said, it started to double and then double again. And the next thing you know, I'm working 24 seven, I'm drowning and barely surviving the success of my business. And I remember thinking, this doesn't look anything like the life I envisioned when I took this leap of faith, right? I went self-employed because I wanted freedom and flexibility as we all do. I didn't want to have a boss. And here I was working 24 seven and frankly, miserable, you know, pregnant with my second child and just feeling like there's no way out. And it was interesting because I felt like the stress of overwhelm and burnout was almost as bad as the stress of being broke and insecure. And so luckily I started hiring some friends and I literally hired one of my best friends and then my nanny and then my neighbor. And so we started to scale this little thing. And now we have a really small, but mighty team. And um, we did about 75 million in 2021. Awesome. I mean, and that, that's actually a pretty huge number. 2021 was an interesting year, especially with lack of inventory. So numbers like that in that time period, that's crazy. What's the average um, transaction size in your market? Our average loan amount is about 450,000. We're in two different locations. We're in Denver where I started my business. And then I ended up moving full-time with my family to a small ski town called Winter Park, Colorado. So interestingly enough, you know, along that journey, the reason I say pursuing freedom is that I think it's sort of a misnomer where we admire these highly successful people who behind closed doors might be suffering like I was working 24 seven, not experiencing the the freedom they were seeking, maybe not giving themselves permission to put boundaries in place or to have a life. And so the business becomes like I read once in a book, the whale in the bathtub with life squished in around the edges. And I didn't really care for that. I decided that I wanted to quote unquote, build a life. I don't need a vacation from. And so amidst all that, journey, we moved ourselves to our dream location. 
we took our kids on a six month RV road trip during the pandemic and homeschooled them. Um, we just bought a fourplex down in South Padre Island, Texas, and spent five weeks down there setting up Airbnbs. Um, I'm really passionate about showing people that you can have both and the numbers are great, but ironically, I bumped into somebody at a conference last fall and he was talking about his production and, and then sort of bragging about his production. And I asked him about how many hours a week are you working? Cause I suspected, and he said about 70, 80 hours a week. And I was like, but what if you could do the same production working 15 to 20 hours a week? He's like, well, there's a lot of opportunity out there. I said, well, there's also a lot of life to be lived. Yeah. So, you know, I'm more, I'm more interested in, in, I think once people establish a certain amount of volume and, and financial success in their business, we've proven ourselves capable of doing so. So the question is, how are you proving yourself in all the other gardens of life that matter? The reasons we say we're doing this, right? Like our family and our, our health and spiritual and lifestyle and adventure, like how often are you taking a vacation and turning your phone off for two weeks or taking that month in Europe that you always dreamed of? Because if you've proven yourself in the pillars of business and financial, then in a perfect world, that should be powering the life you always dreamed of. Well, and I think, you know, a, a concept that I talk about constantly because it's been the guiding force in my life since, since I heard about it is called job crafting. And it's this idea that like, once you have like a year or two in, in the professional world, right? Like your first two years, I firmly believe everyone needs to friggin' work their butt off, figure it out, put, you know, grind, grind, grind. After that, you, you should have a general idea of what you like in the working world and what you don't like. And every day you should try to optimize your, your life and your business to work in a way that you enjoy. Like, I don't, I don't really know that I truly have a job. Like I kind of do this thing in the mortgage industry, real estate, build some websites, have some fun. But I mean, I only do work that I like. And usually that involves having meetings. It could be poolside in Florida, which is how I did it last week. It could be doing podcasts with other cool people in Colorado on Zoom like yourself. But every meeting that I schedule is usually a meeting that I'm excited to take because I know that I'm going to learn something. And I think too many times, realtors, lenders, anyone in sales gets too caught up in like growth, growth, growth. And I'm like, why? Growth, why? Like first two years, yes, growth, growth, growth. After that, what, what's the goal here? Is your goal to make more money, work more hours, work less hours, spend more time with your family, do something different? I mean, if you have little tiny kids like me, your goal might not be to spend more time with your family because your kids are mean. Um, my two-year-old kicked me the other day for no apparent reason. So I think I want to work more this week. But um, I, we all need to figure this out. And I think other industries have, like especially other self-employed industries, have done a better job of making their job, their goal better than most real estate agents have, especially because of the ebbs and flows in our market. So Aaron, walk us through really quick. So you keep saying like, you gotta give more to get more. You know, that's your, your whole strategy is instead of picking up the phone and having it be all about you, it's me, me, me. Most salespeople are very me centered. How, what types of things are you doing to be giving on the phone? Like you're, the reason for your call has to come out right away, I'm assuming, so that people aren't wondering when the pitch is coming. Because if, if they're wondering when the pitch is coming the whole time, they're caught off guard. So assuming you jump to the chase, but number two, like what, what is the chase? What, is, what does that look like? Sure. So I'm going to give you the, the real fast cliff notes. And sure. I will share that th these cliff notes are in a PDF, a free download on, on the website, pursuingfreedom.com. Okay. 
um, the cliff notes of the book. So like anybody, you can do this in five minutes, but you can also read a, a 20 page PDF and do it. Okay. The gist of it is this, there's a, a great quote I heard one time where it's when you step back from the single brushstroke that you can see the entire painting. And I think this applies in so many ways in our lives. Number one, right now, a lot of agents and lenders are feeling really myopic with the shifting market, right? Rates are going up, inventory is still compressed, uh, prices are high, et cetera. So we're caught up in this tunnel vision of what's happening right now. And we're just in one brushstroke of the painting of our lives, all of us. This is a journey. We've all experienced adversity and overcome. We've all faced challenges. We've taken risks. We've fallen down. We've gotten up and we've had success. Okay. So this doesn't define us. Not one brushstroke defines the entire painting, but the same goes for our clients. So when we're doing a transaction, that's just one brushstroke of the painting of their lives, right? They also have families and they have health goals and they have challenges and fears and doubts and hopes and dreams. So to serve somebody and to give above and beyond what you get paid to do simply means that you need to uncover what brushstroke of the painting are they on now? A lot of people, especially realtors and lenders, I should say, we are told we need to make those past client calls, make your database calls. And then when the time comes to make the call, we resist because we're, like you said, thinking too much about ourselves. And because we don't like, know what to say. Yeah. Like the like, number I don't one reason be... people don't pick up the call is like, well, I would have called, but I didn't really have anything to say. Right. And I don't want to be seen as salesy and I don't want to bother them. And they just closed on their house six months ago. So they probably don't need to buy or sell. That's where we're caught in the agenda of what we're going to get from this call. Mm -hmm. Right. So to shift the agenda to how I'm going to give, I simply go in with a curious mind of what are the, what are they doing now? And let me just say one more thing before I share this strategy, what is more salesy? To develop a genuine connection with someone in the process of serving them on buying or selling a piece of real estate and never speak to them again after you get paid or to keep in touch with that person that you felt a warm connection to. Keep Funny enough, fun, right? it's like more salesy to put the money in your pocket and never talk to them again than it is to keep in touch with these people. Like they're human beings. This isn't about what you're going to get. Okay. Yeah. So, we don't need to be real estate hookers. Right. Like that's not that's not the goal here. Right. So anyway, the, the conversation goes something like this. Hey, Matt, it's Aaron here. And I'm working on my business plan for 2022 or 2023, whatever. Or maybe I'm a brand new real estate agent and you're just my buddy. And I'm like, Matt, you may have heard I just got into real estate. I'm working on my business plan. And part of my plan is that I want to be a resource to my friends and family or to my past clients above and beyond just real estate. And with that being said, I'm building a referral directory of trusted local service providers because I want you to think of me when you need anything from health and wellness to financial services to contractors on your house, whatever you need, call me and I've got somebody. And if I don't have somebody, I'll make the calls to find somebody you can trust. Okay. With that, I just had a quick question for you because I have a gap in my directory for a good accountant. It's tax filing season. I'm wondering, did you use TurboTax to file or did you use an accountant? And if so, do you love them? And if they say no, now I have my reason to follow up. When I find someone awesome, I have a list of everybody who said, no, I wish I had a good CPA. I had one, but I didn't love them. Or I had one, I'd never had one. And I need to, because now I have real estate, I should probably level up or whatever it is. There's, you're gonna have a list of no's. And then you're gonna get a list of yeses and they're gonna send you those people's contacts. It doesn't matter if you make 50 phone calls asking everyone who they use to file taxes or whether you mix it up based on what you know about them. Hey, you're a chiropractor. Who do you recommend for massage therapy? Hey, you're a dentist. Who do you recommend for orthodontist? 
you're in finance, who do you recommend for estate planning? Okay. You know, based on what you know about them, it doesn't matter. However you decide to do it. The point is that in the process of doing this, you're now collecting new relationships. You're collecting the names and contacts of these people. So that's just phase one. Then you go to the action. The other benefit there, this the simple one is you're staying top of mind, right? Your, Your name pops up on their phone. They talk to you. They remember that you're awesome. They know that you're thinking about them. Aside from anything else, that alone is a reason to call. And it's a huge reason to do this. Yeah. And then that piece is over. That was the agenda. So that was it. There was no pitch. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to let you know my, I'm planning on serving you above and beyond what I get paid to do. So regardless of whether you need my services anytime soon, I still can help you with whatever you have going on in your life. So then I'm like, what else is going on? What are you guys getting up to for the holidays? Or you guys do anything fun for Memorial Day weekend? Are you guys traveling this summer? And then I find out that, you know, they just got engaged and they're going to Italy for their honeymoon. I'm like, cool. So I send them a Lonely Planet book on Italy. You know, I send them an action item. I follow up with something that says, I heard what's going on in your you life. Show them that you actively listened. Yes. And the present that you sent them wasn't a generic knife. Yep. Or whatever even, it is that realtors are doing these days. Yeah. And the cool thing is that 80% of your calls go to voicemail. So for those, you can just send a handwritten note that says, hey, I was just reaching out to say hello. It's been a minute. I hope this finds you well. Uh, give me a buzz whenever. would love to catch up. And that's just another touch in the mail. So they get a voicemail, they get a handwritten note. Next step though, is now you've got all these new, these new contacts for these local service providers. They're presumably awesome, but you need to vet them too. So you're going to reach out to those folks and say, Hey, Mr. Accountant or Mrs. Accountant, I heard you're awesome. We have a mutual friend or client in common, and I'm a mortgage lender, a real estate agent. And part of my business plan has always been to be a resource above and beyond what I get paid to do. So I'm working on this referral directory for my clients. And I had a gap in my directory for a good accountant. Here, you're awesome. Would love to set up a Zoom or a coffee, learn more about your business and see if I can't support you. And when you go into that meeting, you just go in curious. Why this person get into this line of work? How long have they been in it? What are their goals? What are their challenges? Are they on track to their goals? You know, where are they in their journey? Where does their business come from? What I'm looking for is synergy. I'm looking for someone who also builds their business by referral and has fun doing it. Mm-hmm. That, that connection is going to be easy or not, right? Like when Matt and I connected, it was like instant. You know, yeah. I'm like, this is my peeps. I want to figure out how to support Matt. So I'm definitely going to connect with you. So then from there, you start collecting these people that you're like, I really want to support you genuinely. I don't need anything from Matt. But if I can help Matt grow his business, And if I can help my clients get connected to the service that Matt provides, I'm helping everybody. I'm just the hub of the network in this situation. So the next phase is that I can now- I want to like cut you off right there because I I really want like every realtor and lender out there to realize one thing. You are better poised as a real estate professional to make referrals, to give referrals than any, in my opinion, any other profession on the planet. I mean, think about how many services homeowners need. If someone's moving here to the area, the answer is all of them. They need information on schools. They need babysitters. They need plumbers, electricians, roofers, landscapers, lenders, title, insurance, accountants, tax advisors, uh, estate planners. I mean, hairdressers, the list goes on. Every one of your clients fills a need for something. Every one of your clients has a need for something. If you're curious, like Aaron talks about, you can figure that out, make a referral, develop a connection and make two people happy at the same time. 
Yeah. And the, the reload clients are the best. Oh my gosh. The relocation ones is like, they need everything. OBGYN, dentist, electrician, you name it. Like all the things you just said, they're the, they're the best. In fact, what we did for a long time was we created a business card binders. You can buy them at Office Depot. They're just empty business card, um, little binders. And you, you go and make sure you have all the business cards for all these businesses and you fill the binder and give it as part of your closing gift mm. to train your client to say, look, I'm going to flip through this and point out all my people. If you can't find what you're looking for, just holler at me and I'll find someone great. But this, oh my gosh, this massage therapist is amazing. I'm obsessed with my hairdresser. I love my financial planner. If you, if you don't have a dentist yet, this is that person. Just flip through it and say, I want you to think of me as a resource for everything. My services don't end here in supporting you on your journey. So when you need something, just keep this in the drunk drawer and pull it out as you need it. Yeah. And as the lender, since we built our business primarily on our database marketing, and then we then we were able to be a value to our real estate partners rather than, you know, like I said earlier, kind of chasing the agent to do the, the job to fall down to the lender. I think the lender should do the job in, um, in sync with the realtor. Like we should all be pouring into our clients collectively as partners. Um, so anyhow, I would put my card at the top and then the realtor's card and then maybe the insurance agent we recommended. So every time they open that business card binder, they see you first. Also, so you're being reminded, but then you can do a monthly mailer that introduces somebody different every month. You can use social media now to post and tag and do little video interviews of local businesses. You can do all kinds of stuff to become the digital mayor in today's day and age. Um, And then from there, it just kind of snowballs. So you can then you're marketing them back and then you never have to talk about being a realtor ever again. I mean, really, truly, this process works in any market. At any time your pipeline dries up, you can literally print off what we call the tribe worksheet and it has 20 or 30 different businesses. And in the workshop, I always say, fill in the blanks for all the businesses you already have someone that you know, like, and trust. And empty spaces are your friend because they become your mission. So if you don't have a good handyman, you start calling everyone you know and asking who they have for a handyman. Those calls become your quote unquote sales calls, but they have nothing to do with you. Right. But your business pops out of the blue, but it's not out of the blue. It's because you're doing the activity, but you're doing it with authenticity. You're coming from a place of value. Your light is on bright. You're magnetizing opportunity now. You're You're not chasing. Yes. I mean, another great book I love that is probably the easiest read I've ever had is The Connector's Way. It's like a 40 page book that just talks about the art of every single time you're in a situation, figuring out who you can connect that person with. Um, And it's powerful. To transition this digitally really quick, um, I was meeting with a realtor the other day who was using this strategy and I thought it was genius. And it's the same thing you just talked about, but like flipped on its head. So she joins, uh, you know, 10, 20 different local Facebook groups, right? Mom groups in her neighborhood, babysitting exchanges in her neighborhood, and by neighborhood, I might mean city. It depends how big your area is, right? Like if New York's your city, choose your neighborhood. If, if you're in some other small town, 200,000 people, choose the whole city. Um, think about like your high school alumni group, your college alumni group, your church group, your sports team group, whatever different like non-total weirdo groups are in your community, join them. And you don't need to talk about real estate unless someone asks, obviously, which they will. Like once a month, someone will post, hey, I need a realtor. And that's like free business. But every single day, people will post, I need a good XYZ, handyman, plumber, babysitter, et cetera. All your job is as the realtor is to provide those referrals every single time. 
but don't just comment the referral name below because that's what every other like normal person's doing. What I want you to do is I want you to comment below with the person that you want to refer out to and then message the person that asked and give them a glowing review for the person you referred and then screenshot it and send it to the person you referred to say, mm-hmm. hey, I just wanted to let you know I sent this person I met on Facebook a little review of you and how awesome you are. Let me know if they call you. Yep. Huge. Well, and it works like number one, you can then become Facebook friends with the person you just gave the referral to because it's oftentimes they need more referrals for other people. Um, It's just a great way to grow your network, but also to find a way to give referrals. Even when people aren't calling you with them face to face or calling with with them over the phone. Yeah. And the key too with, I mean, a lot of people want to, shy away from the phones because yes, digital strategies work and some people can be successful never picking up the phone, but we're still in the relationship business. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that if I don't pick up the phone, I can promote myself all day long as the person who's got a person when someone needs a person, but I can't actually demonstrate what I'm here to do unless I know what's going on with you. So when I get on the phone with you on the pretense of, I'm just wondering if you have a good such and such to add to my referral directory. Now let's cut to the chase. What's going on with you, Matt? What are you up to? How you been? And I find out that your mom's in the hospital and now I can send a handwritten note or I can send you flowers or I heard about the baby or I heard about one time we heard about a six-year-old boy with a broken leg and we sent a little Lego for him. The parents were blown away by that touch. So Mm -hmm. You can go a step further by just simply listening and showing up. And so I do think without the two-way communication of like really going deeper on what brushstroke of the painting is this person on today, then I don't, I miss that opportunity to go one step further. And that becomes- You're totally right. Because I mean, we always talk about the fact that the number one form of any communication is face-to-face. Number two, on the phone, video, something like this. And as you work your way down to like social media and you're just posting, that's like the worst. It's still something, but like there's no two-way communication there. And you got to start at the top. If you're a realtor with more time than money, you got to start with face-to-face, phone calls, face-to-face, and keep working your way down the list until time doesn't allow or until your business doesn't need that anymore, which hopefully for most of us is never because as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, it's about building, growing, and then optimizing and planning the business that you want to be in. Love it. Yep. I love it. Aaron, uh, our time is coming to an end, although I think we could probably talk for another three hours. I wish we were together in person with some drinks, maybe. Yeah. That would be awesome. So hopefully that can happen soon. But Aaron, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to either get a copy of the book, to, to connect with you offline, how would they do so? Sure. So you can easily follow me and DM me at Pursuing Freedom Official on Instagram. And then there's tons of free resources for download to help you on your journey towards building a life you don't need a vacation from, which is what I'm really passionate about. And you can go to pursuingfreedom.com forward slash resources. And you can also hang out with me inside of the tribe of all stars. So check out pursuingfreedom.com forward slash tribe. And uh, we have monthly hangouts and group coaching. We bring on speakers and trainers. So Matt, you might have to be one of our all-star guests here in the future. I'm in. I'm super in on that. That sounds like a ton of fun. I like hanging out with like-minded people. So Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Get out there, enjoy the sun, and we will talk soon. You too. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Marketing and Other Markets podcast is proudly supported by Neighborhood Loans and Treadstone Funding. 
visit them online to see a new type of culture and energy in home lending. For more actionable real estate marketing tips and tricks, check out my book, The Tangible Action Guide for Real Estate Marketing, available on Amazon. Interested in being on the show? Reach out to us via Instagram at mattmusket88. See you next time.